You're listening to Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast number 88. Hi, Thomas Miller here. I've been waiting, well, I've probably been waiting 88 podcasts to do this pod. Well, no, not 88. Maybe 68 podcasts. <laughs> I've been waiting a long time to do this podcast. Jeanette Ma is with us today. Yeah, you've heard me talk about Jeanette. She is the founder of a website that probably has the most collective information on law of attraction, manifesting what you want, how to relate to the universe in a way that it just opens its doors for you. The website got your attention? <laughs> yeah, you're like, what is it? The website is Good Vibe University. Now, she also has Good Vibe Blog and Good Vibe Coach. But I found Jeanette a while back and have wanted to have her on the show. And, you know, it's just things sometimes are a matter of timing. And this is the time, number 88. Here we are. Quick housekeeping before we go to that. The Sedona seats are starting to fill up, gang. And I know it's just January and we're looking down at April dates. But it's like Daniel talked about in the last podcast. If you just put a stake in the ground and then make things work around that, that's how you pull this off. And that's exactly what I did to start traveling, doing all this traveling that I've been doing, is I just put a stake in the ground. It's the same thing for Colorado. And really, that's what happened here is I didn't have anybody signed up. I mean, it was just me looking around in Sedona and saying, we need to do a trip. And some of you had expressed interest in that, and here we are. So we're putting it together. And I will tell you this, too. The trip begins when you commit to go. And for Daniel, Leslie, and me, I will tell you, <laughs> this is wild, I'm, I'm going to tell you, and you don't know some of the things that have been going on and the conversations that we've been having as a team, but the trip has already begun for the three of us. So Sedona is working on us, baby. <laughs> and that's what Sedona does. I mean, Sedona will start working on you. So if you want in, you know, if you want Sedona to start working on you now in January, February, March, then you need to get a hold of us. Email me at thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com, and I will send you all the details. What is this trip going to be like? Well, we've been formulating it, the three of us, Leslie Thornton, Daniel Danovi, and myself as co-hosts. And I'll tell you, this is really becoming more amazing than I had even anticipated. Leslie is beginning to put her work together, and I am so excited. She is so excited, and I'm excited for us that we are going to get to experience what she's done. Here's a young lady in her 20s who trained to get an RN, a nursing degree, had a great job working in the medical community, felt this tug in her heart that she wanted to truly help people change their lives, even above what she could do as a nurse. And she left that career and now is a coach, hypnotherapist. She does coaching over the Internet, over Skype, in addition to a practice there in her home in New York. So not only is her story inspiring, but she is doing some amazing things on removing blocks. Actually, I should, should step back and say, identifying and removing blocks. And then she uses the tools in her toolbox to reprogram how you think and to get a different outcome in your life. And of course, her real passion is in the area of weight loss. And she has one of her new weight loss classes going on right now. So being exposed to that, and I've, I've planned this one session. We're going to do it on Friday night, Friday night in Sedona. 15 people are going to be out uh, next to this creek on this rock ledge and we're going to be watching the stars, watching the moon come up, 
And Leslie is going to lead us in a session to clearing blocks in our lives, to identifying and clearing blocks. As we're laying on our backs, watching the Sedona sky, it is going to be absolutely amazing. And then I have to tell you, my friend Daniel DeNovi, I've never seen Daniel so on fire. Daniel is just absolutely lit up about this trip. And as I said, the trip has already begun for him. The trip began when I said, these are the dates. This is it, April 20th through the 24th. He looked at his calendar and said, those dates work, I'm in. And Daniel has just absolutely taken off, and it's fun to watch. So we've been having these conversations between the three of us, and I'm just watching how Sedona is working in each one of our lives. It really is exciting. So the trip begins when you get in. Daniel's going to be talking about being present, stepping past fear. I think he's going to have a step on fear is what it sounded like from the last podcast. And he's just bringing winsome, attractive energy that you want to be around. So an amazing trip to Sedona, Arizona. Go check out the website, Sedona2016.com. That's it. That's us, Sedona2016.com. And you'll see pictures of Sedona. You'll see the hotel where we're going to stay. There's information there about the trip. But really, if you want in, I want you to email me because we, the three of us, Leslie, Daniel, and I want to get in communication with you about this Thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com, and I'll send you more information. Now, the other thing that I have going on is I went to a workshop this past weekend with Greg Braden. You know who Greg Braden is? He's the guy with the hair. <laughs> you, know, he, you would say Tony Robbins is the guy with the teeth. Greg Braden is the guy with the hair. He's the scientist who always had a spiritual interest, and literally, he told the story in the workshop. One day, his employer, which was Martin Marietta, he was working on cold war space stuff his employer said you know you're going to have to choose it's either one of the two you either put your foot in the scientific camp or the spiritual camp but you can't do both he left and is doing both and has been for a quarter of a century and he just has some amazing cutting-edge material greg has agreed to be on the podcast and i am so excited so we're going to work the details of that out But I picked up some amazing information, and some of that I want to share with you. So we'll do that on a future podcast. But Greg Braden is in the house, and we're going to do that as well. Oh, and one more thing that I'm excited about is I'm in the studio recording my book. Yes, I'm doing the audio book part. This is coming together, too, and it's very exciting. I'm working on the book that's called Fear Busters. There are 12 tools you can use to eliminate fear from your life. And we talk about it in the context of reprogramming. So that's coming together. There's a website for that. It isn't up yet, but it will be soon. And I will certainly be telling you about it when I get it all pulled together. All right. Now, without further ado, I want you to meet Jeanette Maw. She has the Good Vibe brand, Good Vibe University, Good Vibe blog, Good Vibe coaching. No other introduction is necessary because she tells us the rest of the story in the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeanette Ma. Jeanette, welcome to Subconscious Mind Mastery. Very excited to be here, Thomas. Thanks for inviting me to play with you today. <laughs> this has been about, I, I think I found your site maybe two years ago or so. And I started the podcast about two and a half years ago. And I thought, now there's somebody that I need to get on here. So here we go. January 2016, boom, we did it. <laughs> and sometimes the universe has its timing, doesn't it? I agree with that. But I was just thinking, two years, it's high time Thomas and I were playing together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But well, yay for allowing it to unfold organically. You know, we're chasing the coon up the same tree. You know that. <laughs> I mean, it's you and I are... <laughs> You and I are on the same path here. 
Right on. So how did you get interested in all of this? Uh, you know, my skew was more subconscious. Yours is more law of attraction. But how did you get interested in this world of that we create our own realities? Well, it was uh, a book I read by accident. I I certainly wouldn't have come home with this book had I known what the author was proposing, but it was titled How to Get Everything You Ever Wanted by Adrian Calabrese. And I I was at the bookstore and I started skimming it and I thought, what are you you even skimming it for, Jeanette? Of course, you're going to buy a book that's titled How to Get Everything You Ever Wanted. (laughs) So yeah. <laughs> I took it home and a couple, I don't know how long ago after, how long after, but I had my, I like to think of it as my first and only mini breakdown. Um, I, I, I was at the time I had a corporate job that I didn't love. I was in a dead end relationship. My health was failing me because I was conducting my life just so out of my personal integrity. I didn't realize that at the time. In hindsight, I can see that. But the only joy that I had in life was the foster work that I did with the local animal rescue group. That was the only reason I got out of bed was for the animals. And one day I was out scooping poop. I had eight big dogs, Thomas, in a little teeny weeny 850 square foot house. And it was in Utah in the summer. So it's pretty hot. (laughs) I'm out back. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to scoop poop. And I realized the poop won't scoop because the grass has basically died. It's just, all the dog traffic and the heat, this poop won't even scoop. It's just rolling along in the dirt. And for some reason, that was my breaking point. <laughs> I threw the pooper scooper in one direction and the bag of poop in another. And I went to bed because I was done, like capital D done, not doing anything anymore. And while I was in bed, <laughs> not doing anything, I started reading this book. And as soon as I cracked it, I realized, oh, my gosh, I never should have bought this book. This woman's crazy. She was asking me to do things like, oh, pick my desires and burn incense, set up a sacred area and just sorts of things that were just really, really, really out of my comfort zone. But I was in bed not doing anything else at all. My poor living boyfriend was in charge of all the animals. So I read the book and I had a personal rule for myself that because I read a lot of self-help books back then, Thomas, and I had a personal rule for myself that. I would practice at least one thing from every book. And the thing I practiced from Adrienne's book was something she called scripting, where you talk about what you want as if it's already happened. So I finished the book on a Thursday night, and I walked out into the kitchen where my boyfriend was feeding all the dogs. And I said, this is going to sound crazy, but just hear me out. And I started talking about how our most difficult foster dog got adopted. His name was Jeff. We didn't name him, but I just said, isn't it great how Jeff got adopted to that wonderful family, the husband and the wife and the two kids with the other dog for him to play with. And and he lives nearby so we could go visit him whenever we want. And they have plenty of money so they can meet whatever his medical needs might be. Isn't that great? And Jeff's laying at my feet at the time. And my boyfriend looks at me like I'd lost my mind. But he saw me when I lost my mind. (laughs) I was having my little breakdown. This was better. (laughs) Yeah, so... (laughs) He didn't say anything. I turned on my heels. I went back to bed. I'd fulfilled my promise to do at least one thing from the crazy book that I just finished. So Saturday morning rolls around and I'm still in bed. I'm not doing anything. He has to take all the animals to the adoption fair. We had dogs and cats going. So um, he drops everyone off. And then within an hour of drop off, we got a phone call. I could see from caller ID. It was the the woman who ran the adoption fair. And I said, don't answer it. Because the only reason they call 
is either they don't have room for your animals or they're acting up, you know, they're barking or they're sick. They're basically saying, come get your animal. And I said, they've got to be there all weekend long. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, Thomas, that these this was the same adoption fair all the dogs had been going to for three months. We were in a dry spell for adoptions that the, the likes of which the rescue community had never seen. Like people were talking about how terrible it is, Jeanette and, and her boyfriend not getting any animals adopted in so long. So um, when she called, I said, they have to stay there. Don't answer it. But he's a nice guy. If there's a problem, he wants to know about it. So he answered the phone. And I could hear, I was close enough, I could hear her say, you've got to get down here right now. And I hit him in the shoulder. I said, I told you so. And she went on to say, there's two families down here fighting over Jeff, and I don't know who to give him to. (laughs) (laughs) I drove with him down there. Okay, that never happens. Like, in this work, you have to take, like, a dozen applications before you even find one worth considering. And you certainly wouldn't have two that were good enough to approve fighting over your animal within one hour of dropping them off when they'd been at this adoption fair for three months. Like, this, it just didn't compute. So I drove with him down there, and I looked at their – I get a little emotional every time I tell this story. I looked at their applications. They were perfect. It was a husband and wife. They had both had two kids. They both had a dog. They were both insisting that they be the ones to take Jeff home, the dog that hadn't gotten a second look ever since the day we got him and was our most difficult dog. Here they are fighting over him. I didn't have words for it. I handed the paperwork back, and I walked back out into the parking lot and sat out in the car, and I noticed that um, it connect- it connected for me then. The script that I had said on Thursday night, just because I had my stupid rule to do one thing, and that was the least crazy thing in her book that I could find, <laughs> it connected. And I'll tell you what, I've never been the same since. That got my attention in a way, because I've been a seeker for a long time, studying a ton of things. I've studied everything. And this got my attention. So I read everything I could get my hands on after that, which wasn't much back then. This was before the secret, before asking it is given. And it took me a while before I actually started using that power because it freaked me out, to be honest. I studied it for another year. Although I will say this, Thomas, guess what happened? Okay, so not only does Jeff get adopted on Saturday... Oakley gets adopted on Sunday. He was a Springer Spaniel. He was he had off-the-charts energy. He was our second most challenging dog. He gets adopted into a perfect home on Sunday. And on Tuesday night, a local rescue group took two of my black labs off my hands. So I was down four dogs in four days. That was miracle material. I decided I could live. <laughs> I went back to work on Monday. But throughout that week, the strangest thing was happening. I was like... Before then, I'd been like the kind of girl who, you know, I'd have sex maybe twice a week. I was a twice a week kind of girl or maybe three times in a good week. Okay. I was coming home during lunch for sex with my boyfriend that, uh, frankly, the relationship wasn't all that great. But here I was having sex at every turn, morning, noon, and night, literally. And after like four days of it, I'm on the bus. I'm at lunch, taking the bus back to work after sex again. And I was like, what has gotten into me? This is really not like me. And I realized, oh, my boyfriend was paying attention to the whole scripting thing. And he was manifesting more sex with me. <laughs> I called him on it that night. I said, dude, that is not ethical. <laughs> You've got to stop doing that. I, it kind of freaked me out that someone else could have that kind of an impact on me, especially someone who he didn't even read the book. All he did was watch me script. <laughs> so. 
I mean, in hindsight, I'm like, Jeanette, why would you consider that a problem? <laughs> it's, the, whole, the whole concept of our creative power was fascinating to me, and I, I have been studying it ever since. Oh, my gosh. I'm left speechless now. <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, my takeaway from that story that I love to tell is that a person doesn't have to be well studied. They don't even have to believe this stuff in order to use this power. In fact, all of us, we're already using this power every day. We might not realize it and we might not be contributing to events that we prefer because many of us are focused on what we're worried about, what we don't want to have happen or what happened before that we didn't like. But when we recognize that what we're focused on, we're attracting more things just like it. When we sh learn to shift that focus, it's a game changer. It changes everything. You know, I'm taking notes here. There are so many things that we need to talk about. All right. So we've talked about animals. We've talked about sex. There's one other category that you could hit that would just put a, a cap on this. Give us a good money story, and then we're go I'm going to ask you some oh. questions. Give us a money manifesting story. I was just thinking of one of my favorite money stories last night. I had a new client who hired me basically because his wife told him to. He was a skeptic with a capital S. I normally don't work with people who aren't already well-versed. My, my sweet spot in my coaching practice is to work with people who already know this, who've already been studying it and practicing it in many ways, but they're just stuck in some form or fashion. So I don't typically do education, but I got hired by a guy who this was all new to, and he was pretty skeptical. But he was doing his best to be open to it because his wife had told him to. <laughs> so he's um, the first place he wanted to go practice this was he had a, a weekend planned. And he's given me permission to share his story because it's a pretty fabulous one. Uh, he had a weekend planned to go to the casino with a couple of his guy friends. And he wanted to use law of attraction to be a big winner at the casino. So he's practicing the vibration of being a big winner. He's feeling what it feels to have big money. He's practicing the excitement of proving that he can use this creative power to his benefit. And he goes to the he goes to the casino and he has he's he's playing a couple hands here and there. It's not turning out too great. He starts to finally get frustrated and he says, Come on, law of attraction, give me something. He said he didn't say it out loud. He said that in his mind. And his next hand was like the best hand you could have. <laughs> so he liked that. But the whole rest of the weekend, he, he it was just more of the same up and down, up and down. He was not a big winner. So he's kind of frustrated about it. I, he'd also been trained that, look, you can't let results, you can't let reality dictate what your focus is. So even when you have results that are different than what you want, you've got to find a way to feel good regardless. So he's, he's doing his best to kind of shake it off and not let it be a big deal. And um, he comes home and the week before his accountant had informed him that they, he was being audited by the IRS. Oh, <laughs> God. Is, yeah, not, not, a, not an auspicious financial sign or signal for many of us. Uh, and his accountant was getting the paperwork together for that audit that, that they needed. But his, his accountant had a question for him about some account that he wasn't able to track down and wanted more information about. And my client didn't know what he was talking about. He, he had no clue what, what account he was talking about. So the accountant did some more homework, checked with the people who knew. Long story short, it turns out that this guy had a retirement account that he did not know about 
for half a million dollars that got discovered just because his accountant had to go poking through looking for the paperwork in order to satisfy the IRS's request for more information. Goodness sakes. Right? A half a million dollars. And what I love about this story is that instead of feeling successful, like, because that's a pretty big win. I'm sorry, half a million dollars. And, and it was a lot of money for him, too. It's not like, you know, he had so much money that this was just a blip. This was a lot of money for him, too. And as a person who used to work in retirements, I know how this can happen. It happens all the time when people in the company, they have some key executives who occasionally they set up retirement plans for them that are structured in a way that are very tax beneficial for the company and for the people. But they aren't they're not common across the company and a lot of companies don't talk about them very much because it's just it's for an exclusive set of employees so i know i understand how a person could not even know that they had one of these accounts in their name but when his accountant showed him this money oh and and it had originally been like i don't know for 200 and something i don't know but the way it had been invested it had grown to half a million dollars Instead of being elated about his success in this big financial win, because that's the vibration he'd been practicing, big money winner, woohoo, so excited. He didn't feel that way. What he felt was like an idiot for not knowing that he had this account this whole time. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, get off of that quick. Right, you know, this is not, that's not a helpful vibration. But uh, yeah, that half a million, that came from an IRS audit letter. You know how many people would have, would have could have gone in a negative spiral with oh great what are they looking for because you know after a couple divorces and some you know it's it's not hard to be nervous about what the IRS might find that wouldn't be cool I thought that was a pretty big win to be able to turn a situation like that into a big win that is that's amazing all right I've got some questions let's kind of pick a few things apart here one thing as you were talking about going back to your story with the dogs and the scripting, mm -hmm. and you mentioned that your boyfriend was just using this power. He didn't understand it, didn't know about it, hadn't read the book, but was just watching what you were doing and saying, well, I'm going to try that too. That to me just speaks that there are laws of the spiritual universe. And when we comply with them, then those laws will work to our favor. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't matter who you are, what your experience or whether you understand it, it's, it applies to everyone. Now, there's a contrast between the two stories. You were in, I mean, let's, let's go back and revisit your vibe during mm -hmm. the time when you were in bed. Yes. You were sarcastic. <laughs> you were frustrated. You were depressed. Well, let's think, <laughs> let's go even further back, Thomas, because where I was, was I, I was at a point in my life where I didn't want to live anymore, right? It, it was pretty freaking dark. I'm not saying I had suicidal thoughts, but I was just done with life. That's, I, that, it was pretty low. So for me to give myself the gift of not going to work anymore, not trying to scoop the poop anymore, not, not trying to do any of the things in life that were bringing me down, like I just said no to all of it. Because like I said, the last thing that was giving me joy, the last light in my tunnel was no longer a light, you know, that scooping. Now my foster work was also weighing heavy on me. So for me to give up and go to bed was actually relief. It was relief to give up. And in fact, 
that's one of the th- the skills I put. I did a post a couple months ago called the top 10 skills <laughs> essential for success, but no one ever teaches us. One of them is how to give up <laughs> because uh, sometimes that's where our relief comes by just throwing in the towel and turning our back on it. it. So for me to go to bed was huge relief. Now, I didn't understand at the time the key. In fact, a lot of people don't even pick that up when I tell that story. They don't understand that the relief was a key part of the the success that unfolded because to give myself relief is to create stronger alignment to what I want. I didn't know at the time that that's what I was doing. I just went to bed because I couldn't do anything else. I read while I was there because I got bored. But to create that relief was, I believe, an essential component to allowing something good to happen because here I'd been doing just for months and months on end trying to make things happen, trying to make something good unfold, and none of it was working. So to have a little bit of relief is what cues universe that said, oh, relief, something good happening for Jeanette. All right, what else good do we have for? And then with me being a cooperative component over there, pointing that in the direction of, hey, dogs getting adopted. Woo-hoo. That's how I connect the dots on that. But where were you going with it? it? That's really interesting because the contrast is here you were coaching a guy then who was seeing money, but really it didn't unfold for him at the casino the way that the dog situation did for you. Yeah. You know, a lot of people experience that too, where sometimes whatever they wanted, it it unfolded in a different way, a way they didn't expect. And I, I believe the reason that this happened to me many times as well, it's because we have enough of a charge on it where we expect it, where we want it. It's like the watched pot never boils. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So sometimes if, And I've done this myself where I've been focused on something happening in a certain way. And universe, if I'm doing my alignment work and I'm sending out the um, vibrations that match, it's willing to deliver it, but it can't do it if I've got a little charge on it. If I've got like a, I hope it happens. When's it going to happen? Why hasn't it happened yet? Okay, this is supposed to work. It's worked before. Why isn't it working now? I mean, sometimes that stuff isn't super conscious, but it's there in the background. And it's just enough to make universe say, okay, well, there's an easier way to deliver her what she wants. And it'll use the back door, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Right. Totally. What is it about scripting as a technique that's so powerful? Well, I think we are talking to ourselves all day long, all the time, sometimes out loud, sometimes in our heads. But when we use that power to, because to, it's an instruction, even when I'm just, you know, doing the normal thing I do day in, day out of checking in on what's unfolding in my day, that's still an instruction. Universe is listening, whatever you want to call it. I, I use the term universe, but whether you call it the matrix or source energy or God or whatever, it's always listening to whatever instructions we're giving So when we find a way to shift those instructions through scripting, it's a powerful way to shift that um, that vibrational signal. Some people do better with pictures than they do with words, but I'm definitely a word person, whether it's written or spoken or just repeated in my mind. That's I've found that for me personally, that's a much more powerful way to shift my signal than using pictures I like vision boards and such would totally agree i uh people who've listened to this podcast know that i keep a journal and pen close by all the time and scripting has long since been one of my favorite techniques oh yeah right on and that's not i don't have anything against visualization i think that's a really easy one for us to engage as well uh, i'm just i 
if you look at my astrology chart, it I've had a, my business partner is an astrologer, and she's told me why that was so. Because I always have a preference for words, and she says, Jeanette, that's unique to you. Not everyone is that way. And she showed me in my chart why that was for me. What I was fascinated with it was that she could see a person's astrology chart and see what manifesting methods they would be um, more geared towards succeeding with. Oh, now that's cool. Do you right? offer that? Do you offer that on your uh, on your site? Yeah. She does. Kim Falconer is super cool that way. I wish I could. I know enough about astrology to know to pay attention, but not enough to pick out the things that she sees. So what is your what is your sun sign? I'm a Libra sun. I'm a Scorpio moon and a rising Capricorn. Oh, wow. Okay. All How right. about you? I'm a uh, Scorpio sun, Lib- mm. Libra moon. How about that? <laughs> I'm not surprised that we're playing together. And Gemini rising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gemini rising. That's your word thing, my friend. There it that's, is. That's why you do well with the words too. And there's, right there's the communication, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's cool. That's interesting. So we're, we're a flip flop of <laughs> Scorpio, Libra, Libra, Scorpio. That's funny. What was your rising again? Did you say Capricorn cap rising, Cap-rising. which oh, is yeah. why I love business. I love, I love helping people make money. I love supporting coaches in their work. I'm, I'm yeah, I got lots of Capricorn flowing. Oh, that's amazing. That is really cool. Tell us about your website now. Give us the URL and a little bit about your business. Well, my main site, goodvibeblog.com, is where I'm just telling all my law of attraction stories. What I wanted to do was to show people how to use this stuff in daily life in practical ways, because sometimes what we end up doing is we study this and study it and study it, and we never put it into practice. I have met people who have been students of conscious creation longer than I have been, and they aren't engaging it. Like They never made the connection of how to use it in real life, and that's not hard to do, but it's essential to do. I don't think this knowledge is doing us any good if we aren't applying it. So one of my passions is closing that knowing-doing gap because there are plenty of other people who are out there educating. Abraham is my personal favorite source of material for conscious creation work. But there are plenty of others who are educating people about how this stuff works. What I want to do is help people apply it, use it to their benefit in daily life. So goodvibeblog.com is where I'm doing that. But I also run an online uh, site for conscious creators called Good Vibe University. And that's where we share our stories and support each other, resources, inspirations, problem solve. And we do a lot of outsourcing where um, when someone's got a, a project that matters a lot to them and they can feel they're kind of kinky, like they're having trouble getting lined up, calling some others in who don't have those same limiting beliefs or same attachments can help focus what you want into reality easier than you can on your own. So we have a lot of fun with that as well, supporting each other's successes in that way. But um, yeah, I also play with coaches over at Good Vibe Coach Academy. I'm playing with uh, Law of Attraction Savvy Astrologers with Kim over at Good Vibe Astrology. So I got my fingers in a lot of fun pies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do. That's awesome. And you know, something I haven't gone into on this podcast as much, but it's something that I definitely uh, came across or connected the dots when I was dissecting my own life, and you don't know my story, I don't think, but I was a I was a late bloomer, um, late forties, uh, where I started finding about this. And one of the things that had always been taboo for me was astrology. It was you know mm. 
in my fundamentalist uh, background, it was of the devil, you know, and <laughs> yep. can't go there. So when I finally started studying it and said, you know, I'm going to take a look at this, I was just blown away at, you know, something that was created with no technology so many right. years ago, what, 6,000 years ago? Mm-hmm. is still so accurate from this personality description that you can literally look at a natal chart. I think what they should do, you know, there are these um, uh, astrological programs. Maybe here's a business line for you. You know how they say that when somebody has a baby and they say that th- that they don't come with instruction manuals? Yes. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So if you if you could get into every natal delivery room in the country and run one of your software analysis programs when the baby is born, you could hand the parents their instruction manual right there. You know, I am glad to hear you say that because I had this similar idea. So every time a friend of mine has a baby, I get the birth information and I my gift is an, a chart analysis. And you know what? No one has appreciated that. <laughs> I'm telling I'm you. Saying thank you. I'm like, you don't understand how cool this is. It gives you such a head start. And um, they just think I'm a little off the rocker. Well, so. that's so that's the other business component. See, is is you could have then you could expand Good Vibe University to teach the parents what to do with the darn thing. <laughs> there you go. I like how you think, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> that's we need that. We need to raise a generation of young people in families and homes who get this stuff. Well, you you know what's interesting to me is that I run across some astrologers every once in a while or some conscious creators who feel like these two disciplines are at odds with each other, that astrology tells you what's going to happen and conscious creation says you can create what happens. I don't see them in conflict in any way, shape, or form. In fact, neither does Kim Falconer, which is why we partnered up in delivering astrology in a way that doesn't make a person feel like they're destined by fate that this is how it has to be but there's so much information in in our astrology and i know we can turn to a lot of things i mean we could we could uh reflexology we there are a lot of different disciplines that will give us insights to who we are and and give us heads up or advantages in creating what we want but to be able to combine law of attraction with our uh, astrological makeup that's one of my favorite things to do. I think that's a it's a perfect fit because they're both dealing with concentrations of energy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and everything's energy. So any way you look at that energy, you're getting insight into how things unfold, what makes things what they are. So when you learn how to play with it, it's um it's a pretty good time if you ask me. Well, you know, <laughs> we're putting I am going to put you on the spot here. You don't know about this. I didn't prep you of this at all, but uh, we're taking an energy vortex trip to Sedona in April. Ooh. ooh. Uh-huh. The dates are the 20th through the 24th, and I'm right now personally inviting you to take a look at those dates, all right? Oh, wow. Well, Sedona is a fun place to go. I've only been once or twice before. I went for Abraham workshops. But, boy, it is clear there's something very cool happening there energetically. So that's the point is that that it is this energy hotspot. And what astrology shows us is where the energy hotspots are in our life. And then it's like you were saying, then you wrap law of attraction and you wrap uh, dealing with the universe around how you are wired. And then you have a very powerful little vortex operating all the right. time. 
and you're operating <laughs> within the channels of your energy flow. Wow. Yeah. I, I just, I just can't tell you how excited I am about what we're becoming aware of now. I mean, and how our science is supporting this in so many ways, you know, once upon a time, I'm sure we were burned at the stake for saying the sorts of things we are right now, but that we're in a time when our science is confirming so much of this. It's just so exciting to be here now. Oh yeah. I mean, there are still places I could take you to some where we could get burned pretty quickly. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, oh my goodness. Okay, so here's one of the things about your website that I've noticed is you have probably, because it's a membership site and it's a forum, so you have articles, but then you also have the experience of, I don't know how many people you have in there, certainly hundreds or thousands of people who are living this and Mm -hmm. expressing what worked, what didn't work, asking questions, etc. So... I was going to say you probably have one of the largest repositories of law of yeah. law of attraction collective material in the world, possibly. Well, yeah, I like thinking of it that way, and I'll tell you the, where the inspiration came from. This gathering was that you know once I um once I understood what we were capable of, I couldn't stop talking about it. When I was at work, anyone who would come up to me with a complaint, I would say, I totally know something that will fix that for you. And I would explain how all you got to do is talk about it as if it's already the way you want it to be. And they eventually stopped coming to talk to me at work. <laughs> and I, I felt, so I felt so lonely about this thing. I was so excited about it. I was so excited. I, I had the desire. I just want to talk with other people who want to talk about this too. But over time, that desire quickly unfolded to and wouldn't it be great if I got paid for it so I could quit this stupid job? <laughs> but that desire to connect with others who understood and practiced and, and wanted to get better at this, that's what's what I wanted to do was connect with fellow creators. And to this day, that's one of my driving uh, missions at Good Vibe University is for us to be connected. That's one of my core values. I tend to attract a lot of people who have that one as well. But that through that connection, you know, where one or more are gathered, we, we're more powerful than we are when we're doing this on our own. Oh, for sure. When did you launch the site? Oh, I want to say like 2010, maybe. It could have been 2009, but maybe 2010. Sounds okay. right. So you've got about five years. I know we've had our five-year anniversary. Oh, that was last year. So this year will be six years. Okay, great. Awesome. Well, it like I said, it, it, I think if you were looking at all the types of material in one place this is it your site is it so from that repository of great information do you have any how should we say law of attraction techniques that you've seen work consistently across the board time after time after time what's your favorite wow um wow this surprises me to hear this one come up and i can't say that this one has ever failed anyone ever because it's different for each of us. And, and even for me, sometimes what works in one situation doesn't work well in another. So having a variety of tools to play with and feeling very fluid with them. So I'm not married to one thing, at least for me personally, the variety serves me well. I suspect for a rising Gemini, that would be the case for you too, Thomas. But, (laughs) but what I was going to say in answer to question was giving up. It's amazing to me how often, and and this is interesting because when people learn about their ability to create reality, many of them go to work on their biggest problems. 
in an attempt to, to change them because they don't like them. Okay, now there's resistance flowing in that situation, and what we resist persists. So very often, that's slow progress when we're engaging our creative powers in order to change what we don't like. When a person finally gives up, <laughs> there's something really powerful there because we give up the resistance, we give up pushing against it, we give up wanting it to be any different. And in that, the, and you, we hear these stories all the time, like a couple gives up trying to get pregnant and they start the adoption process and then they get pregnant. Or someone uh, gives up trying to find someone to date, just going to focus on her career for a while, and then they're coming out of the woodwork. There's men everywhere. <laughs> or, I mean, so many times when that giving up is exactly the, the energetic combination that allows something good to happen. But what I like to coach people is that you can achieve that kind of magic without frustrating yourself so much before you get there. Because often when we're giving up, it is out of, I don't know what else to do. I'm exhausted. I'm overwhelmed. I've tried everything. None of it's worked. I'm done. We don't, that's not the best. We don't have to do it like that. There is a way to release what's been holding up our progress without that kind of frustration that giving up often <laughs> inspires us to, if you know what I mean. I don't know if that made any sense. No, absolutely. And I think that's a great point because normally you would expect somebody to say, well, if you will do this technique and that, 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 I think you're right. <laughs> Just... well, it's like, stop trying. Stop Notice trying. Just stop trying. <laughs> I had a coach say, with what is. I had a coach say, look the other way, you know, mm. create what you want and then just go about your life and look the other way. Oh, I like that. Get your attention well, I, off of it. I get that because, again, that watched pot principle. You know, every time someone's looking at the path, they think that's going to come down, whether it's a particular job they're trying to manifest or a particular person they want a relationship with. It's so easy for us to have just enough of a negative charge on it that it blocks it. So, yeah, removing that is pretty powerful stuff, however we accomplish that. And you've written some books too, right? I've written many books. Many of them are free, too. If you go to goodvibeblog.com and click on um, ebooks, I think you'll find many free ones. But 10lifeskills.com, I co it's the latest one. I, I was a contributor. I invited many of my coach colleagues to flesh out the ideas that I had posted in that one piece, that one article on the 10 life skills no one ever teaches us that serve us really, really well, giving up it being one of them. So if you go to 10lifeskills.com, you can find that one for free. And ooh, I also have a really cool one. I love this book and I don't advertise it anywhere, but it's identifycorevalues.com. It's my ebook on how and why to identify your core values. That can be a game changer for anyone. But I got three LOA keys for the, for, oh, unlocking your financial fortune. That's a really cool one. Also LOA for the real world. I got a bazillion cool books. <laughs> <laughs> In between taking care of the animals, you still have time to write. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I have two litters of foster kittens right now. My last two months, they were so much. I was feeding orphan kittens around the clock, and um, I didn't have a lot of time for new writing. But I got to say, I still love the work. And I approach it differently now than I did before. I used to volunteer in animal rescue because it felt like a big problem that needed to be solved. And you might see how that 
energetic approach wouldn't serve me. I now do it because I love doing it. I love the animals. I love being of service. I have a good time with them. I don't do it out of dire need that something gone wrong in the world, but rather a personal joy that my life feels better when I do this than when I don't. Uh, There you go. There's a shift, right? (laughs) Yeah, that was a big one for me. All right. And you also do coaching. I do do some private coaching still. Yeah. I, I, ha- I do most of my coaching through my Masters of Creation Circle. It's a level of membership through Good Vibe University, but I do occasionally take on a private client here and there outside of that group. So I like to play with people however I can support their success, whether it's just a- an email. If anyone listening to this has any questions, shoot me an email, jma at goodvibecoach.com. I'd be happy to help you out. But I, I like to play with conscious creators however I can, Thomas. <laughs> Good. So let's point them to the website, goodvibeuniversity.com. And like you said, you've given out your email. Give it one more time. Ma. that's M as in Mary, A-W, Ma at goodvibecoach.com. And I'll post that on the website as well. So listen, this has been a delight talking to you, truly. I'm looking forward to April, Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) I want you there. (laughs) I want you on board. I want you in one of those seats. We're capping it. If there was a reason to travel this year, that might be it. Thanks for the invitation. It's going to be a small group, a little intimate get-together of people that are totally of like mind. And man, it would just be supercharged if you were on board. Right on. Sounds like a good time. Jeanette, thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me. I'm sending big love your way, my friend. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.